Meanwhile in the pot cave. Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm Absolute Alex. All right. How come, got, how come Alex goes last now? I don't, I, know. I don't know. It used to be a PMR went last, right? Yeah. It yeah. used to be. Yeah. Well, we'll switch it. We'll switch it back, you know. We'll, we'll change fine. up things, you know. Yeah. Switch it around. That's fine. I think, you know, there was a while when... Uh, Alex wasn't as committed to the podcast. I mean, he wouldn't, uh, you know, repost anything. He w- he just wouldn't show up sometimes. Uh, you know what? We're marketing now. We're marketing. Good. You know, good. The and podca- the po- I feel the podcast is about to is about to blow up, and and I want to be there for it. I want to be the the linchpin in our success. Well, when you, when you say when you say blow up, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Almost at reaching 150 episodes, Alex. So it's Look about that, time. Yeah. He, wants to, he wants to jump in at the third floor. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I want to launch our success so we could one day write a documentary about how we all fall, fell apart, you know? Yeah. Wow. Oh, like a making of the bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got to start that role. We got to get somewhere. We got we to gotta find the thing that launched us into stardom. Yeah. In, inside the pod cave. The true story. Inside. Oh, nice. We, oh, we, wow. even got the, we even got the name. We just don't have the success. Yeah. We, I mean, we could have a demise really easily. I mean, that would, the only thing we're missing. Yeah, that would be the easy part. It's just the we, usually, we, we usually do every every other year. So yeah, it only takes about six months. Yeah. Yeah, it's about six months. We'll find our demise eventually. Don't worry. Uh, well, we're going to get one episode out a week. <laughs> Uh, well, in addition to that, you know, I, I will uh, say I'll announce it here, although I'm not sure if it will be the first episode on it. Uh, but I've uh, I've signed up with a new hosting uh, wow. person. Uh, so we hopefully will soon be part of the Podbean family. The Podbean. Bean. So what is wow. the Podbean? What is the what do the Podbean do for us? Uh, well, they they will host all of our content. I got to figure out how to get all our episodes moved over there, away from SoundCloud, right. who we enjoyed for many a years. Well, we'll be the flagship <laughs> podcast of Ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, they they have a lot of. Uh, TV and film uh, review type stuff, and they seem very, very friendly to our style of uh, podcast. So uh, I oh, think okay. they, I, I think they'll do good for us. Okay. So did we get some sort of signing bonus, or no? We haven't gotten that yet. But uh, again, I've got to. You you can download uh, the Podbean uh, app and access all of our all of our almost 150 episodes from there uh but they nice. they still aren't hosting it yet so i gotta figure out how to get it moved over to hosting and everything but we'll uh we'll get there so uh, as soon as that happens uh you know here comes here comes all the sponsorship yeah, between that Wait and more. alex's commitment i mean i think we're we're going to be doing really well wow we're rolling baby. we're going to be rolling and, and, 
we talked about it in the green room. Alex's commitment is to actually acknowledge that he's on this podcast on his Instagram feed. It's only it's only taken five years to mean for me to not be ashamed of this. So you know what? Wow. I mean it's it's disappointing, Alex, when your mother will like one of my posts on the Podman on Instagram, but you won't. Um, hey man, I, I'm saving my own head. But you know what? I, I'm 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 going to be a, a contributing member of this of this hey, little family we've got going if, here. If it's good enough for the office ladies, it's good enough for you to be podcasting. So Call me go. Dom Toretto, baby, because I'm all about family. You know. Uh, Ow. Oh, oh god. Well, on that note, let's hit the news. <laughs> All right, and news as uh, as has become kind of the norm. We've got trailers, casting, uh, trailer wise. Uh, I guess the, the the only really exciting thing, if we can call it exciting, is a, a trailer for the Masters of the Universe. Oh, God, <laughs> I, what? I'm not. I'm what? sorry, Brian. I know you're a Masters of the Universe fan, but I, other than the figures look cool, I've never was into anything else. Always like the figures. Figures look cool. But did the tra- did you watch the trailer? Did you I hear the picture of it? The hero- oh, jeez. You didn't even <laughs> listen to the music? I, I thought the trailer actually looked pretty good, and I don't care anything about He-Man. I have no emotional attachment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Literally well, none. Well, it looks, He-Man I mean, was always – all I know is that one meme of him singing, uh, and that's it. And that's all I've ever known, and that's all I probably will ever know. Probably. I'd say it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. got a pretty deep mythos. So Yeah, uh, and it looks like it has a pretty stacked voice cast um, from the looks of it. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mark Hamill no, is Skeletor. That's that's a big win. Yeah. Now, is this, now did you say this is going to be a uh, Kevin Smith vehicle? Yeah, this is Kevin. This is the one that Kevin Smith is producing. Yeah, uh, they're doing a second cartoon that's going to be CGI that's kind of skewed younger. Um, and then uh, there's the movie that's been in development, but they you know they lost uh, Noah Ciento, like he dropped out when he got the uh, um, the part in uh, Black Adam as Adam Smasher. So uh, yeah, the movie we're not sure about, but we're definitely getting two series out of it. Yeah, they, they, Kevin Smith the, when uh, Kevin Smith when is Orko talking to Battle Cat for like thirty minutes about uh, He Man riding his back or something like that. It's it's weird. A lot of talky talky <laughs> in it. No action whatsoever. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, do you guys? So I can give you. Maybe we save it for another podcast. But I can get when we're closer to the actual uh, debut of the, of the series. But I can kind of give you like a, a Masters of the Universe one hundred and one. For all our listeners and you, Alex, one hundred and one. Whether you want, to, whether you signed up for the class or not, <laughs> the professor is yeah. in. Whether you the college gen ed over here of He Man, Master of the Universe, one hundred and one. Exactly, That's correct. Got to have. That. So, so let me interrupt for just a moment. Was there? So, was there a He Man cartoon back in the eighties? Yeah, is that a serious question? (laughs) How do I know that? Yes. How do I know that and you don't? Where do you think the meme came from? Yeah, where do you think any of this shit came from? No, he made was just toys. I thought thought it was just toys. That's what it was made for. uh, I really, I want to do my dissertation, but I'll save it for another time. It's pretty interesting. (laughs) So, 
All right, but yes, right. it was it was a cartoon back in the whatever it was late eighties, maybe. No, yeah, and it went uh, for like uh, I think it went for like eighty some odd episodes. It had spinoff, Shira. Yep. Uh, yeah, we had a movie yeah. in the eighties. But which came first? The the is it a GI Joe thing where where the yeah, was it the cartoon the of GI Joe? Right, right. The cartoon the toy was came there. first. So okay. yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. The toy they came first, right? So I'm gonna have to give you the dissertation. Uh, the uh, the toy came first. Ryan. So I'm sorry, Mattel. Mod Man Ron promised I would be out of here by eleven oh five. Just keep that in mind before you give your tea. Go ahead, Professor. Just, 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 just a quick. This is the origin. Mattel had the license, or was trying to get the license for Conan the Barbarian, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. They went into production, started making toys for the movie, and then found out it was going to be rated R. And then they were like, "Oh fuck, we can't, we can't make a toy line for based, you know, for six year olds based on an R rated film." So they were going to pay a big chunk of money for the license, and they like backed out. But they'd gone into pre, you know pre-production on all these figures and designs and everything, so they decided to go forward with it and create their own canon around the characters. And the first thing they did was they just put comics in the figures to try and flesh out the universe, so kids understand because they needed they realized they needed a tie-in property like um, GI Joe did. They, they needed that sort because of, they didn't have a film. And back then, like the only time you made a toy was when there was a film tie-in. So they put the comic, and, and He-Man came out before G.I. Joe. So they put the, the comic in to kind of flesh out the universe to kind of give the characters context. And after that, they uh, after the, he- the G.I. Joe stuff started, that's when the uh, they started making the uh, cartoon. So. so there All right. You go. All right. That, that's more that's of the pretty. syllabus than the class. That's just a little taste. All right. Well, maybe next next episode or as you get closer to uh, the Netflix release. What was the uh, date of that Netflix premiere? I think it's July 23rd. Okay. All right. So we got it. We got a month before for you to work up the class. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, casting news. uh, We have a a couple of things that uh, maybe people care about. Maybe they don't. Uh, Keanu Reeves is B R Z K R Z. Yeah, what the fuck is that? What is that? <laughs> it's All right. some, yeah, it's something. It's like a pet project of his or something, right? All right. Berserker. Here's, here's Brian's second dissertation of the book. Okay. okay. So, uh, Berserker is uh, Keanu Reeves is writing a comic, um, and oh, Ron Garney's God. doing the art. God, love Ron you know Garney. that's going to be exciting dialogue in that. I comic. do like Ron Garney, but I, you know when these. Uh, when these celebrities think they can write a comic book, it's just garbage. I mean, it really is. Leave that up to non-celebrities and nobodies. <laughs> no. People who write, people who write comics. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. Not there's uh, there's yeah. So it's Ron Garney and Matt Kite, who's written some stuff for DC and Marvel. He's like the ghostwriter of it. So I'm sure it's a situation where. Keanu came up with the concept. Matt Kynes writing it. Ron Garney's doing the art. So far, we've only had one issue, and they're already making a fucking movie. Yeah, so that was his thing all along. That's, that's the power of Keanu. Doing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, similar to what we just said with Masters of the Universe, 
And, and here's the thing. The Berserker comic, that thing was talked about for over a year. Over a year they talked about this thing. And the first issue came out like two months ago, and we still haven't got the second issue. Of course. So, you probably never will. Maybe you may get the second issue when the movie comes out. And essentially, he's immortal. He's like 80,000 years old. He's like a combination of Wolverine and Vandal Savage. Um, and so, like, he's like a weapon of mass destruction that if there's like a, like a, uh, an opposing military force, they don't send an army and they just drop him in there and he murders everybody. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do big, big, go big all the way, you know, be the most powerful thing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you're you're the celebrity making the comic book, you know, you're going to be the Wolverine-Superman combo. Yeah. You know? All right. So, so no, no love for Berserker from Podman Ron. No, I, I just, I'm just, nah. Yeah. It just bothers I mean, it, it, maybe it'll be the greatest thing ever. It just bothers me that, like, this, this shit happens. It's like, uh, same thing that's happening with that Naomi, um, TV show on CW from uh, um, uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. He yeah. hasn't even finished the first fucking story arc. The book no. got canceled. Yeah. The book got canceled. <laughs> now we're having to read the rest of this shit in Justice League because he's wedged her into Justice League. So first, she had her own book. They didn't finish the story. Then she went to the Teen Titans because he was writing it. Then it went to um, now she's in the Justice League. So you can finish this this fucking narrative that that is not that it's basically Starfire. I mean, it's it's basically Starfire to begin with, and uh, now he now we got now it's going to be a TV show, and it's like, can you guys not see? He's just it's just self promotion. It's just self aggrandizing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 what we complain about all the time to like the tenth degree because now it's like he's get he went and sold this to the CW saying, hey, she's it's a hot new character. It's a member of the Justice League, and it's Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis, and, and now we now they've got this show that it's yeah, it's stupid. I'll give I don't really care too much for the character of Naomi, but I will say I actually have been enjoying Justice League so far. I actually yeah. don't mind his run. Alex, you're yeah, breaking yeah. up, buddy. Yeah, you, you broke oh, up I'm there. You, up. you said that you you enjoyed it. Uh, can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of enjoying uh, Naomi and the Justice League at the moment. Wow. Now, Brian Michael Bendis has a thing to draw things out too long, and his characters get a little too quirky for my taste. But the Justice League book so far is pretty good. I, of course, I'm biased because Oliver Queen and uh, Dinah Lance are on it, Black Canary and uh, Green Arrow. But I actually think it's pretty solid, and I actually kind of like Naomi's story so far. So far. Her right. other but, shit is right. trash. But Would you Oliver rather... Bendis. Read this Naomi Gar, this Naomi stuff, right? Or have them versus Brainiac, or have them versus the Injustice Gang, or have the Justice League versus the Hyper Clan again, or like have them facing a a established threat. They have a huge Rogues Gallery. I agree. Why do, I, why do we need to know about Naomi? I agree, why, but I do think we're building. Like because of future state and everything like that, the, uh, not to spoil those books for anyone who's read it, but we did introduce like the I think it's the hyper clan and those in the Just League books there, and I think that's kind of what they're still going for. But honestly, I like having new villains in the Justice League. We get a lot of the old stuff repeated. I think that was probably 
the biggest weakness of Scott Snyder's whole arc on that thing was it did feel a little bit like it's cool, but it's really complicated and a lot. And Brian Michael Bendis so far is pushing a complex story, but so streamlined and kind of new and refreshing that I'm not too mad about it. And I actually kind of like the villain. So I'm going to go on a limb and say, I kind of do prefer this at the moment. We need new villains and to have good ones is rare nowadays because of so how hard it is to even pitch those characters. But how do Um, we know this villain's good yet? I mean, he, how many lines of dialogue has he had in essentially like 16 issues crossing over everything? True. Uh, he, he's I, had I like agree. three lines of dialogue, and in in this is their big bad villain that's been brewing since Naomi number one. And uh, we'll see how it pays off. But right now, and, I, I well, like and, I like where it's going. I like Black Adam on the Justice League too, which I didn't think I'd I'd be a fan of, but it's, it's actually not a bad idea. And I, I can see where DC probably like this isn't this has potential to to build something. I think the other thing that sours me on it is we were pro- we were promised some groundbreaking legacy for well you know where who is she where who are her parents this groundbreaking lineage and it's it's nothing like she's from an alternate universe that's it yeah so yeah. we'll see how the show does it because Naomi is is kind of I don't know kind of falling to the wayside as a character and I hope the book kind of reestablishes her as someone to mess with in the DC universe, but I, I'm invested. I'm not sold, but I'm invested so far in the book. Um, and I'm, I'm not excited for the TV show, but I'll watch the first episode, you know, CW usually, especially in this new style with Superman and Lois, which I just caught up on and it's incredible. Um, if they go down that route and they don't do like the flash and Supergirl type shit, um, I think this would be pretty good. There's a lot to work with. There's a lot of potential. There's not much to write. So Alex, you're breaking up again. Yeah. But but we heard you when you called the Flash shit. I mean, that was that's groundbreaking right there, my friend. I mean, the Flash is the Flash is pretty booty. <laughs> the Flash is pretty bad. I tuned in for one episode this week and it was god awful. To well, the max. I'm really I, bad. Uh, that's sad to hear and uh we'd certainly love to hear more about Naomi. Uh, but that's another class. We we do have more casting. Uh, just really quick, Jamilia Jamel Jamil from uh, Jamila Jamel Jamila Jamel. Both of them are uh, from the the Good Place, I think. Uh, she's going to be Titania Titana Titania on She Hulk. So that's that uh, is rounding up to be an interesting thing. Note that I wrote, you know. I had a, a pitch about She-Hulk TV show a long time ago, but uh, we'll see if they take my advice on that. Uh, and then probably the big one is, uh, <laughs> uh, help me off with this name, Tanakh Huerto is going to be Namor, the Submariner, or Submariner. We'll finally Submariner. Find, we'll finally find out how to pronounce his, the, uh, his uh, subtitle. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> We already, we always knew. Uh, not all of us. There was always a great geek debate of where it was Mariner, uh, Magneto, Magneto. I mean, come on. Should be the Submariner. I mean, come on, the Submarine. Yeah, that would be the Submariner. But someone that's, that, that, that is a a nautical, uh, or a nautical term is a Mariner, not a Marine. (laughs) So (laughs) she's a Submariner, not, He's not named but he lives submarine. underwater. 
like a submarine. I mean, this like debate. A submarine. Yeah, I mean, this debate is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> All right. So anyway, if we got him coming up in Black Panther two, Return to Wakanda so versus Doctor so Doom. It's, hey, it's not the Seattle Mariners. Is it? It's the it Seattle be. Mariners. Do we know that for a fact? Tune it. Like the sporting events, ah. but I'm sure you could tune into one long enough to hear the name of the team. So, so what has this guy been in, and and does he look like Namor? Alex showed me a quick picture of him. He looked all right. I don't, you know, it wouldn't have been my first choice. But, yeah, I, I, think, you know, I don't think I he's think been a- anything that we would have seen. I think he's been in a lot of uh, uh, Mexico produced films and stuff like that. He's been in Narcos, which is a okay. pretty All right. solid big show. But other than that, pretty much a no name. But I'm kind of glad Marvel's going back to that. Yeah, he looks exactly, pretty. Yeah. He looks like royalty. I mean, you put him in a cool costume, he, he'll look like royalty. Yeah, He's got I, that I kind of aesthetic to him. I agree with you on that. I, I'm kind of glad too. They kind of went outside and got a, you know, someone who's been acting and stuff but it's not like a household name or anything so that is a and, and keanu reeves was obviously busy uh writing a comic books but he his name was thrown out there to be the submariner for a while right i i'm yeah. glad that did not happen yeah i'm kind of glad that didn't happen to apparently they're talking about he's uh, the dc universe there's like rumors that he could be playing two dc characters like so, like Constantine he's already played, oh, and they've teased doing a second Constantine movie. But they're also they're also acting like he might be another character in the DC universe. It was something I read earlier today. So there's rumblings. Why? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I really don't know who he could play. I mean, I, I'm sure anybody, but yeah. Superman. Oh uh, God. Please don't say that. Don't breathe that into fruition. uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's not revise that. All right, let's get going here because I know I'm assuming everybody has watched Loki, right? So we want to get to Loki eventually. Yes, but there is one big news story that we're skimming over. Yeah, intentionally, but go ahead. Oh, man, why? uh, We're running low on time. I understand. We spent 15 minutes talking about Naomi. That's why. That's true. All right, real quick here. Another news: We have Lord of the Rings, the War of the Rotterdam uh, anime. (laughs) Yeah, no one cares. Uh, Kingpin two, Kingpin two by the Fairley Brothers. Maybe a mistake, but okay. Hold on a minute. Hold on. When was the first Kingpin? When was it? Uh, Like two thousand two, three. So why do we need a second Kingpin? We don't. We don't. The first one was perfect. The first one was perfect. We don't need a second one. No. No, we really don't. I mean, there's some movies, you don't really need a second one for it. Kingpin would be one of them. Lord of the Rings would be another one. But we're getting more than that. The Lord of the Rings, the film, it's animated, and it's going to have a theatrical release. And it's the the War of... Rohirrim, <laughs> which is basically Rohan, the Horse Lords. They had a war, like in the Second Age, with like the Hill People, uh, and Saruman, who was Saruman the White, who was Christopher Lee in the uh, in, in Lord of the Rings films. <laughs> yeah, you need to talk to us and who who they played in the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah you act like we fire. know the books, Brian. Well, really. 
he kind of stoked the fire between like and and, and kind of behind the scenes made the war happen between Rohan and the hill people uh well essentially and they were called the uh, uh, dundlings but um essentially <laughs> the uh helm's deep which is the big battle at the end of uh the second build where uh gandalf comes riding over the ridge that's helm's deep it's named after like the the hero helm hammerhand and so he was like the hero of that battle or of that war. He was the king of Rowan. So that's what this movie's going to be about. And it's going to be animated and released in theory theaters. And I'm very excited. Oh, so yeah. there you go. All right. for, for our listeners that don't know what the hell this is, that's what this is. That's what it's about. Well, I, th- I would say that most of the podmen probably are not Lord of the Ring uh, aficionados. Yeah. Other than Gollum. Yeah. Everybody loves Gollum. I love me some Gollum, man. Now, that would be a, a spinoff I would watch. Everybody loves Gollum. Yeah. That they are watch. making a Lord they're of the Rings video it, game. <laughs> they're, well, they're making a Lord of the Rings video game for next-gen consoles. So, like Xbox X, Xbox X and uh, PS5, which is a Gollum game where you get to play as Gollum. The whole game you're playing as Gollum. <laughs> you get to roll Why? around in the mud. I mean, I'm going to play it, but why? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play it. This but is not, not 2001. I mean, that was 20 years ago when all that crap came out. And it was good, but, <laughs> I mean, the Hobbit movies was proof that it just doesn't hold up. I mean, well, no one cares. I mean, that's okay. It'll probably be a stealth game. Hold up, right. hold up, hold up. Let's let's acknowledge Lord of the Rings is, is better than The Hobbit, and it's also Oscar-winning pictures. These aren't just Correct. like, this isn't shit. I didn't say it was shit. I just said everybody's over it, and it's not going to – you can continue to remake this crap and come out with these sequels and TV shows and stuff. I just don't think it's going to catch on like it did. It's just – I think that it's was a time. time. Yeah. yeah, I think time has passed, and, and – well. People Here's have moved on from it. You've got a Lord of the Rings uh, TV show on Amazon Prime coming out that's already been greenlit for a second season, and the first season had a $400 million budget. Yeah. Uh, and it's, all set, it's all set in the second age. No wonder Bezos Warner is Brothers, trying to get off the planet. Uh, the second age? Who the fuck knows what all that is? I mean, I don't know what the I second do. age is. <laughs> oh, God. You know, Podman Ron, his view of the world is based yeah. only on what he can see. <laughs> I mean, I am the everyday man, okay? Yeah, yeah he represents. The everyday man don't know what the second age yeah. coming of. We could keep, of who, who knows what the first age was? Of Gandalf the Gray. I, that's you know, why no you one else is going to go. But see, that's the thing is, I know it because I've read the books. The, the viewer will know it when they watch the show. They ain't going to watch it. That's, That's what point. Podman, yeah, Podman Ron's saying. No one's going to watch it in the first place. Well, I, like, I think we need, to, uh, we need to uh, earmark uh, this conversation for a later date. Uh, all right. Mark, let's earmark it. <clears throat> all right. Consider it marked. Uh, also, <laughs> also uh, Brian, I think this is maybe where you were excited about. Uh, in comic book news, Batman versus uh, Big Booty, Big uh, Bad Wolf. Uh, a Big Fables, Bad Wolf. A Fables uh, continuation or alternate universe from the Fables comics of uh, the 2000s? Is that when the yeah, Fables came it's, out? It's 20 years ago, so it started in 2001. Okay. okay. This, is the, this is how they're doing the 20th anniversary. The book ended <laughs> By bringing six in years Batman. ago. 
by bringing in Batman. That's right. All right. PMR, you are a fan of Fables, yes? I never read it. Well, oh, yeah. but you did. <laughs> no, no, I never. Oh, I, I, God. You know what? Take that back. Read, reading, do you think PMR I, is reading indie books? Are you kidding me? No, I think I did read, read Preacher. Preacher kind of was an indie book back in the day. Oh, I love Preacher, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Fables, uh, it's our world. They all have to leave the, um, the, uh, the Fable lands to come to our, to come basically to our, to our world. But it's, it's Snow White, it's Big Bad Wolf, it's Little Boy Blue, it's all, uh, it's ba- and, and basically, uh, ABC ripped it off with, um, that, uh, Once Upon a Time TV show. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bill, um, oh my God. I'm trying to blank on the on the creator's name. Uh, he was he was in talks with ABC to do the show to do Fables on ABC, and it all fell apart. And they basically stole his idea, bastardized it, and made the uh, the um, Once Upon a Time TV show. So meh, cutthroat Hollywood. Meh, meh. All right. Uh, okay. So no, no, no. Uh, were you a fan of Fables, Alex? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, have you read it? Uh, I, I've I've tried like once, and I was like, eh, not for me. I'm not the big first, into like I'm not into, like big mythological stuff. It's not my cup of tea. I think tea. I read the first book. I liked it, but then I, but then the second one I didn't like. It just didn't appease. Feel to uh, me. See, that's that's where it flips. The first I think book the, I think the first on, book was all about the Jacks, wasn't it? Like no, no, the first book. Was and Jack, uh, Jack is fantastic because he's every Jack you've ever heard of right, in any right. fable. So Jack, uh, Jack, uh, Jack, the you know, Nimble, Jack, Jack Nimble, yeah, all that. Um, the, and Jack had his own book, which was <laughs> fantastic. But uh, uh, the first story arc is about Rose Red, and there's a murder, and Big Bigby, who's Big Bad Wolf, is is a human. Like he can convert into a wolf, but he's a human most of the time. And he's kind of like their John Constantine detective sort of person. So he's investigating the murder of Rose Red. But it was just a limited series of six issues. It was very popular, and they came back and made it a full series and just continued on the numbering. So they didn't do a new number one. They said, okay, well, issue six was the end of the miniseries. Now we're doing issue seven in a few months and continued on. Uh, it's it's very good. The, the first storyline is honestly probably – in my mind, the weakest. So, because it gets, it, the mythology of it grows and the canon of it grows and how everything interconnects grows and people die and stay dead, um, which is something you always appreciate, PMR. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I would, I have to I would revisit check out fables. fables. Yeah, I may have to revisit Fables. I, for some reason, I, I, I think I've read one of them and I, Cannot remember for the life of me which one it was. I thought it was the ones with the Jacks, though. So I don't well, know. Jack, yeah, Jack of Fables. Uh, it's almost like a, a spinoff. Like everybody, he dies in the comic, and then it's just like Loki. Here's your transition, Brad. He dies go. in the comic, and then suddenly he's like on this this alternate. He's still in the universe, but nobody knows he's alive. Just like uh, just like our premier Loki. So, well, 
Segway. All right. Well, Turn on that TV theme. All right. Oh, so yeah. in the TV world, uh, the only thing to talk about is Loki. Everybody claims this is the biggest Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. Everybody loves it. First episode out. Uh, no one said anything bad about it so far. There's been a few Easter eggs to be pointed out there. Uh, Alex, I think you were, you, you went on the record saying this would be the greatest show ever. How did it hold up for you? I, I did say when the trailers first came out in December and we got our first like major looks at Falcon, Wear Soldier and WandaVision and this, I, I am on record of saying that this looked like the strongest show that Disney Plus would release. And I'm happy to say, after one episode comparing it to, I guess, the first initial episodes of both WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier, this is this is the best. Uh, this is the strongest start for a Disney Plus show. Uh, this has a really cool thing. I had to, like, like the pitch for it. I'd say it's like Doctor Who meets... Uh, if I had to give like a pitch for Loki, it'd be like Doctor Who meets Chuck. Um, it's really good. <laughs> That's a, uh, me too. It's pretty nice. I like that. Uh, I think I think it's um, just a really strong show. Everyone kills it in the acting department. Everyone's putting on their A game, and I am so excited for next week's episode. I mean, this this is by far and above the best production design, best acting, <laughs> best writing of any Disney plus show. And I am glad to say I called it. I am really happy. To say Absolute that. Alex. Absolutely loves <laughs> well, it. The best of everything. Did, did anybody say, think this wasn't going to be me? The best one. Yeah. Ryan, you I, did. You're on record. No, saying Falcon. Yeah. No, you I are. said I was most excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was most oh. excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Cause I felt like it had the most legs. It was the stuff <laughs> we had not seen. This sounds like uh, a technicality. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go back to the tape on that if anybody wants to be brave enough. Go back to the tape. <laughs> I look on record to say that I've never was excited about Loki because I've never really cared for the character, not even in the comic book. Didn't really care for him in the movie too much either. I mean, he was okay, but, you know, but when I saw the first trailer, it, it was – it kind of interests me, and I even went on record to say that, you know, I kind of like the idea of what Marvel does. It puts these characters that you would see in, like, Asgard and medieval stuff, and you they take them out of that, and, you know, they put Thor in space, and they put Loki in this weird time-traveling thing, and it makes it more interesting. So I kind of knew from the trailer, the first couple of trailers, that, it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I mean, I was really, wow. I, I enjoyed this really. And I, to me, Tom Hilson just blew it out of the park. I mean, he knocked a home run with it. I mean, he was really, really good. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed him as Loki before, but not as much as I did now, I guess, because you solely saw it concentrated on him. And, uh, yeah, I, I, Loved it. I thought he's it's an excellent show. It's by far the strongest of the three that's come out. So, Brian, tell us tell us a little bit about where this where does this all take place in the the Marvel timeline of things? Because it's obviously we talked about again great analogy there, Alex, with uh, 
Doctor Who meets Chuck. Uh, it's, it has some sort of time travel in it, the time variant authority. Uh, all of it kind of takes place in this limbo type area. Uh, Brian, number one, is the Time Variant Authority, is this created just for the TV show or is this part of the Marvel uh, lexicon in the first place from the comic books? And then where does this fit in in the overall, you know, watching Marvel stuff timeline? Well, uh, the TVA exists. PMR, I think, has mentioned this before. The TVA exists. Mark Greenwald created it in one of his stories. Was it in Fantastic Four? Yeah, Fantastic Four. Yep. And uh, so they exist, and basically they they the reason why Marvel doesn't have a multiverse like DC does is they've got they've got the uh, Time Lords uh, or the Time Monitors overseeing like the timeline, and they're saying, okay, this is the the prime timeline. This is the way everything should happen. And they even so it's it's a linear timeline, and and a variance will happen. And they actually even call it like pruning. They like prune that timeline to make sure that it doesn't diverge and create a multiverse. Because apparently there was a, a giant multiverse like cataclysm way back in the day. Um, so uh, the it starts at the end of the first Avengers movie or the third Avengers movie <laughs> when Loki gets the Tesseract and blinks away. Uh, he blinks away to like uh, Tibet or Siberia or somewhere, but uh, and the TVA immediately shows up and snatches him and, and brings him in because at that point he's a variant, right? And so then we're really kind of dealing with Loki before he kind of started to have a change of heart and began to rebond with Thor and and tried to be a hero to an extent in you know uh, um, uh, Infinity War, right? beginning of any war so uh that's where we start and that's where it's basically set i said i i mean they're out of time now but it starts in 2012 so okay all right so this is when loki was still a bad guy again just right after the first avengers movie where they arrest right. him and then i i guess avengers in game or uh, <laughs> where they go when they go back in time and insane wackiness ensues and Loki's able to get the Tesseract again. Is that right? Yeah. And it's pretty funny. He even references that. He goes, the people you should be after, he goes, I'm a variant. Well, you know, what did I do? He goes, the people you should be after is the uh, Avengers. They were jumping all over time. Why aren't you arresting them? I'll go find them for you. I'll go kill them for you. <laughs> and they're like, well, no, that was supposed to happen. But you weren't. <laughs> so... Yeah, they. But they, it's pretty funny. They they quickly referenced that to squash it. So, gotcha. So they they uh, to your point, Brian. There's some main timeline. These guys are in charge of it, and uh, Loki is screwing things up. What are where what do we think the plans are for Loki? That uh, uh, Mor- Morpheus. Morpheus. Uh, what's it, what's uh, Owen Wilson? Mephisto. Oh, oh, you Morpheus. Morpheus, Morpheus is a yeah. uh, uh, whatever, like a detective, so to speak, or something like that for the TVA. Uh, and he's he, more like a bureaucrat, okay, that works in an office and they're maintaining the timeline. So, like, they'll have uh, SWAT teams that go out when there's a variance or something and try and squash it. And they've even got like the little things from Men in Black where they could wipe everybody's memory and reset the timeline where nobody remembers the variance. So, gotcha. So, yeah. So he, he says, hey, uh, Loki was going to go uh, uh, stand trial for his crime against time, so to speak. 
and uh, Morpheus comes in and uh, saves him and says he can figure out some way to use Loki, right? And then he says something like, uh, yeah, I'm going to use you to find you or something to that effect, right? Yeah, so essentially the you see a mysterious bad guy. You see that he's ambushing TVA SWAT teams and killing them all. Uh, you don't see him. It does show like well, there's they're in like a uh, a Catholic church, you know, in the past. You know, who knows when the right 1600s or whatever. Uh, and there's a kid, and they're like, "Who did this?" And he points to a stained glass window, and it has like Satan on it. And he points. He says, "That's who did it." Uh, and so everybody's like, "Mephisto." Like uh, somebody we all know that right. decided to shout out. We got Dark Phoenix Saga. We got, um, Phoenix we got Dark Phoenix Saga. We got Mephisto. <laughs> and so they actually, they've actually come out and said, "Hey, look, Mephisto is definitively not in this show. We Shit, cannot stop it. We cannot. We cannot stress enough. Mephisto is not in this show. That was just a coincidence because we filmed this thing." <laughs> 14 months ago, before everybody went with Fisto nuts on uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. So. Um. And then at the end of the episode, you see uh, the, the big sort of, I guess, MacGuffin or uh, a spoiler, not spoiler, like Easter egg is talking about a third age. Um, they uh, the, A TVA team addresses an anomaly. They show up. It's it's in the past, and there's this this uh, spear sword type thing sticking in the ground, um, and uh, they they say that it's a uh, oh what's the word um, anachronism, which which is means it's something that's out of place, right? It shouldn't belong in that timeline. It's from the future, so it's an anachronism from uh, the year three thousand, from the thir- uh, the thirtieth millennium. And so that everybody it's all time. That's there. Evil Loki or whoever it actually is is hopping around in time. You don't know what his agenda is, uh, but that's people are saying between the time authority and that being on the ground, this Kang is going to be our new Mephisto. This is where we're going to get the origin of Kang, and we already know Kang's going to show up um, in uh, Quantum Mania. So. Right. That, that's what I was about to ask. King has already been cast and everything, uh, but I couldn't remember where, what he was, if he was going to be in Doctor Strange and what. But so, Quantum Mania is where he will officially appear in, perhaps, or, yeah. or maybe not. Who knows, right? Yeah, that's what they said he's cast for. But that could be a thing too. It could, they could say he's cast for that, and he shows up in this. Right. Well, um, I, I would love to see a King sometime soon. If you got Avengers and time travel, you got to have King. I will say, Brian is saying he a lot in re- in reference to the cloak figure, but um, I, I can not confirm, but highly theorize that it's probably actually a she in female Loki. Uh, Sophia Dar- uh, DiMartino uh, was spotted on set wearing a very Asgardian-looking outfit. Um, so most likely what you're going to get by next episode is the reveal that it's a female Loki, um, which is something we've seen in the comics uh, when Loki, I guess, died and was reborn, or he just took the shape. I don't remember. Whatever it was, but I, I have, I'm probably assuming that it's her underneath that hood, and that's going to be probably our big reveal 
probably midway through next episode or the opening or maybe even the end, but it'll be something. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I how, how, well, many, it, how many episodes are we getting? Do you know? Do we know yet? Six. Oh, six episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. They so keep getting shorter. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do. Uh, did, uh, PMR, did you read this about, uh, the, uh, the other spoiler when they're reading his file, it says that his gender is fluid. Yeah, I've heard. Was that shocking to anybody, though? I mean, no. it's been shocking to the to Entertainment Weekly and everybody. But well, I think who cares? I think Loki has a. I mean, Loki has a character who switched gender and age so many times. I don't think it really matters. Uh, well, it's been, cool. I mean, representation's cool and all. Um, but yeah, this is what? something that's been happening for years. Um, so yeah, well, I mean. This is the obvious move to make from a publicity standpoint and just from a character standpoint. Yeah, I'd this be, is true and fine. Like, I'm fine with yeah, it. Who cares? I would be more shocked if they said he wouldn't. I'd be like, that. they didn't think that out. You know, like, yeah. it's, if you asked, you, you know, what gender is Loki, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to say fluid. Like, it is. <laughs> So, well, he's been but a there's female, people that are saying, well, it's an agenda, you know, again. No, yeah. no. That, for once, for <laughs> once, it's not an agenda. That's the, that's the character that they started, I cannot remember in the comic book. I know in mythology, I believe it's, he's been fluid back and forth in mythology, but in the comic book, I yes. know it's been, in the comic book, I think it's been like the past 10 or 15 years he has. I mean, it's, it, it wasn't, it hasn't been anything in the last five years to be, you know, some type of agenda. It's truly been like a long time in the comic book. He, he showed up as a, a female. And I think in mythology, he also fucked a wolf. Hmm. Well, so just putting that out there as well. I think he fucked Lockjaw. Mm. The reason they call him Lockjaw, I guess. Hey, speaking of which, oh, are we not? Damn. Is no one going to address Owen Wilson's nose and how it looks like a sexual is organism it not, by itself? Is it not getting worse over time? I swear to God, it. Well, that was the most distracting thing. Yeah, about I mean, the show could you not see a penis nose. on his face? Yeah, the red tip. The and here's the thing, your nose never stops growing. Yeah, no, fun fact. No, no shaming here, but yeah. No, fun <laughs> fact. Your eyes never grow from the time you're born to the time you die. Yep. Your eyes never grow, but your nose never stops growing. Yeah. And so, so imagine more. when this when he turns seventy. Yeah, what's he? Yeah. It's just gonna be a like a big old mound so. of meat on his fucking face. Blonde cock. We're making fun of him, but give props. Owen Wilson's phenomenal. Uh, I can't say that word ever. Phenomenal. Um, phenomenal. Yeah, whatever. Phenomenal. He, he's he's fantastic in this show. Like, really, uh, he somehow. <laughs> I didn't know. Kind of plays Owen Wilson. Fantastic. Yeah, but I honestly I couldn't think of a better person to cast in that part, and I think it's I think he's just doing a pretty great he job. He plays in, himself to a T. Yeah, yeah, it's he's, the role he's the he best. was born to play. <laughs> he's Brad. playing the best Owen Wilson he can. Hey, but I think it's actually kind of he has some dramatic nuance. Uh, yeah, to give no. him credit, he's I think I think we'll see a lot more from him. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think he's really good. I love them as like a comedic duo. I mean, it's it's really strong. I didn't know Tom Hiddleston was so funny, but. Man, they're pulling some good, some good comedic chops here. Um, so yeah, uh, just to give them, just to give them a little credit, we're making fun of no, his no, nose. No, hey, I I love Owen Wilson in a uh, uh, what's his Wes Anderson movie. No problem. Well, here's, I mean, uh, so, well, let me let me yeah. just let me just say this that 
Owen Wilson has enough money that he can get the most fixed, but it is his signature, so he probably is just going to keep it because everybody knows him because of the nose. So I mean, think about it. Why would you not? Why would you not get that fixed? I mean, Owen really. Wilson. Chicks love Why it. You Hollywood's favorite dick face. Are you kidding no, me? No, no, Chicks no, see no, that no, face no. and they get all hot and bothered. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why would you not? It's, it's like, like Michael Strahan. Why, why would you not get that gap between your teeth fixed? Because that's his signature. I mean, everybody knows him by that. You know, same with Owen Wilson. He's got that big old fucked up nose. So, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. No. Wow, that really hurts. I can't wow. do it. Alex, I mean, can you I do like Owen Wilson? Wilson? Wow. 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 That's wow. really interesting, Loki. We both know you love wow. to talk. Talky, talky. Well, you yep. know, I don't know what the Jesus Christ. Anyway. All right. So everybody loves Loki so far. That's fantastic. Yeah, so far it's been, yeah, it's it's definitely knocked it out of the park on this one. I, uh, you know, one other thing. I'll tell you the one thing I didn't like about the episode and I guess because it's like, well, the Infinity Stones are yesterday's news. <laughs> Literally in the drawer. Yeah, like, uh, like it, I, it was kind of... No, I kind of like that because that was just them saying, you know what? We're done. No more Infinity Stones. These things are worthless. They're powerless. We, we're not going to keep going back to the Infinity Stones. That, okay. It was like a closure on it. It was like a done. We're not, we're not going back there anymore. And I kind of like that. I kind of like the way they just kind of made a statement of, we're done yeah, with it. We're, we're time, moving on. They basically, like, we just had 23 films that were all leading up to how powerful right. these were. And they just, if, they were just like, eh. yeah, but what would happen if, yeah, but what would happen if, you know, all of a sudden he's able to use those? You know, it's like, oh, God, here we go again. Fucking Infinity Stones. Jesus no, Christ. I guess my my point with it is, uh, we got to have a new MacGuffin, right? We we got to have another Ark of the Covenant. We got to have something for everybody to chase. So what's what's the new one going to be, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, but I can tell you what it is not going to be: Infinity Stones. Because that's. <laughs> but here's my thought on this whole episode. Did y'all notice <clears throat> the whole thing with Loki? What he's going to, what he's trying to do now? Save his money at the. No, right. Because the TVA, yep, that's exactly it. So you can almost see Tom Hiddleston in his acting. Loki just think, so this is the most powerful thing. And all of a sudden it just dawned on him. So that's what he's going to try to do. Yeah. I mean, wait, 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 hold on. You lost me. What, what's the most powerful thing? The TVA. Oh, oh, okay. I'm with you. Okay. So now. That's what he's going to try to take it over. Right. So instead of him trying to manipulate today to make himself the king of of Asgard and Midgard and the Nine Realms, he can can, uh, trim and prune and divert history to his liking. He can control all of time. And I also like like the line where he was kind of made – to see that, you know, you're only around just to make these guys look good and right. do good. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, which was, yeah, to make them funny. stronger, to make them better heroes, which, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's like pulling back the curtain, right? I mean, that's, that's the truth right. of, uh, of his, of his character, you know, entirely. 
The only reason he exists is to make the Avengers look stronger in the comic books and, and everything. Uh, we didn't talk about D.B. Cooper. Oh, that was, oh, yeah, that was not. great. That was kind I of throwaway. I, I wasn't sure what to think about that. I liked it. I thought it was well, funny just, that it was just a, it was a bet between him and Thor. <laughs> and Heimdall, yeah. Well, and the and I kind of liked that because it, it, it took you back to before – yeah, you because know, he and he and Thor are brothers. Like they did grow up, you know, did grow up together. So my, I kind of like. My only thought with that was, and I, you know what? I now that I say it, I'm going to retract it. But because he, they didn't really come at odds with each other. It didn't seem until the Thor, the first Thor movie. But you know, he did make he makes the line that he did that when he was younger. Well, younger for an Asgardian is not. 40 years ago or 50 yeah, years ago. Yeah, that might as well have been like three weeks ago. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that was kind of a weird line for him to say it like that. But Sloppy riding. The, uh, <laughs> I think what's the thing I like best is you've always seen those pictures of D.B. Cooper, you know, yeah. the, the, the sketches, and he actually looks like Tom Middleton. Uh, yeah, no, I, so. it was pretty funny. I thought it was a good, good way to do it. I liked it. I think that is the best part to just – I know Brad's like, come on, can we just hurry the fuck up? But I think the the best part about this show is that it's really just having fun. Like it's having fun with the nonsense of the MCU and it's it's not taking itself too seriously, but fitting enough in to where it's like, Wow, they're just fucking going for it. There's there's they're no they're not holding punches, they're not like just like fucking about. They're just like Telling a really good story and just having a lot of fun in the playground they're in, and I think that's just great. I, I'm I'm so sold on this show, and I'm so fucking happy that this is as good as I thought it would be. Like, man, great, great job, guys at the Loki at the Loki writing team. I'm just gonna brag on you for a second. I do like I, I do like the fact that the way the set is, the way the TVA is. I like the fact that it doesn't look futuristic. It looks retro. It looks like like a government office would look old shit, you know, everything looks, you know, it's modern, you know, it's high tech, but it looks old and run down. And I thought that was kind of cool because it's a bureaucrat. You know, it's a go- kind of a government agency. Well, it looks like that. Run down. Yeah. Like everything's run down. Yeah. It's all run down retro stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, it's Great not really run down. It's just old. It's new, but it's, it's, the sets are like from the sixties. Nothing's run down. Well, it's got that. Yeah, it's got a sixties aesthetic, but yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's stuck aesthetic, in the sixties. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, uh, I mean, though, uh, just because it's cool to look at. There I mean, you that's go. Basically that's it. that shtick. Marvel doing their fucking shtick again. <laughs> Lord. There's stick. All right. Well, it's good. So everybody loves it. Everybody loves Loki. Just like everybody loves Gollum. I'd watch that movie. I'd watch that spinoff. Everybody loves. Would Loki. you play the video game? No. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, so who do y'all real quick before we leave this? Who who do y'all think is going to be the Marvel guest star on this? Because they someone they may mention that a big uh, Marvel star will guest star. <laughs> Okay. I, I mean, it could be anybody at any time. I mean, if he's if he's hopping around the uh, the timeline, I'll go for uh, I'll go for Korg. <laughs> Korg. 
There you go. There's I'll, my guess. I'll go for Scarlet Link. Witch, and she'll you know promote her movie that no one cares about. <laughs> See, I would say it's it's going to be Doctor Strange at the end because the whole thing is the the TVA is there to prevent anomalies and prevent another multiverse catastrophe. And Doctor Strange, it's the multiverse of madness. So whatever Loki does breaks the timeline into into a multiverse of you know crazy shit and doctor strange has got to come in and fix it in his movie so the fact yeah, that there isn't a multiverse and the name of his movie is the multiverse of magic <laughs> seems like something yeah so i'll say thor yeah. i go on record say thor so. uh, well and i would mentioned this in their text but it, i do feel like this is kind of a throwaway to an extent because they said Loki will not appear in any other Mar- – this is it. Loki is not going to appear in any future Mar- MCU movies. So uh, it's kind of like he's getting the Phil Coulson treatment. You know? I think like it will go and for even, seasons, though. I think they even showed – Loki's show is better, though. That's the that's – the, Loki's show is better. Yeah. But, yeah, they even showed in this Coulson's death again, and they still never told Loki that he – like, Owen Wilson is sitting there – like a browbeating Loki because he killed Coulson about, you know, what a dick. You killed Coulson. You know, that's the whole reason the Avengers got together is because you murdered this guy. Are you a murderer? But he didn't bother telling him, oh, by the way, Coulson survived. And well, did he? Had, had not, all these other he was a life decoy. We don't know though. if it's canon or not. We don't know if uh, Agent Shield's canon anymore. No. Well, yeah. I don't, yeah. And honestly, I don't think it is. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's like Jeff Loeb. <laughs> like that, that ain't happening. <laughs> so, what's right. Josh Whedon? So, mm, urgh, can't urgh. can't mention his name. <laughs> All right, so everybody loves Loki. We'll be uh, tuning in. I, uh, you know, the only thing uh, with your theory that I was going to say, Brian, with. Uh, uh, the multiverse and Doctor Strange is again similar to Scarlet Witch. Where it's like, well, that's going to be a long play. You know, you're going to forget about this TV show by the time the stupid movie comes out. You know, so that's the uh, you know maybe again never question Marvel's wisdom, uh, but uh, it feels like that would be a long play there. Yeah, the flip side is, can they squeeze another season <laughs> right. of Loki out before exactly. Doctor Strange comes yeah. out? No. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Like good, yeah. All right, very good. So uh, I'm glad everybody loves it. Everybody's giving it a five uh, and a, P, a PMR rating of a of a one, right? A, or a PMR of a five yeah. and binary of a one. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. All right, very good. Uh, well, we do uh, need to go take a trip to the streaming wheel real quick. Uh, let's go to the movies. <laughs> And uh, I was the winner on the streaming wheel last week, uh, watching Vampires vs. the Bronx, a Netflix uh, movie. And uh, had anybody else seen that? I have no. not. I have not. All right, no one has. Well, you don't need to. Uh, director Oz <laughs> Rodriguez tried his best. Uh, it was sort of, uh, you know... Uh, it, it wasn't a bad movie by any, any means. I couldn't tell. I, originally, I thought it was supposed to be more geared for a younger audience. And then I thought maybe not, and maybe it was. I don't know. It, it, maybe it was kind of the Stranger Things type audience because it was those you know, type of uh, middle school, high school kids 
uh, that had to defend the neighborhood uh, from vampires uh, in the Bronx. So it was my second week of watching, hey, look how great New York is. You know, first it was King of Staten Island, and now it was the Bronx. Again, nothing necessarily wrong with the movie, uh, but nothing new was introduced to it. Uh, a group of kids, they figure out that there's some vampires and they want to go kill them. And then this one person who's new to the neighborhood, you thought she were, you were supposed to think that she was, you know, going to be the victim of everything. But she was the head vampire. Surprise, surprise. Uh, not necessarily fantastic special effects or blood and gore or anything. Again, I think that's why it was probably intended for a little bit younger audience. Uh, the only person that you know that was in it probably was Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Zaldana. I had a problem with that. Phenomenal. Um, and uh, she was in it for maybe all of two minutes before she gets killed off. Uh, nice. and, and I did notice that uh, Lauren Michaels was one of the producers of it. So and I think maybe someone else, one of the uh, kind of backup cast members of SNL was in it as well. So uh, no one you would have heard before. Uh, I was thinking, again, I was thinking it may have been a little bit like Attack of the Block. Alex, I'm not sure if you've seen that. I have seen Attack the Block. Okay. So I was thinking it would be a little bit like that. And I, again, no, nah, it wasn't. Uh, so, yeah, I will give this, uh, I'll give it a, I guess I got to give it a one on the PMR scale. Wow. I would say completely skip Damn. it. It was really forgettable. I did watch it, I think I watched it on Monday. So, yeah, by Thursday, I completely forgot it. Uh, and so this yeah. is what the streaming world's for because I probably would have watched that, but now I will not watch it. So yeah, no, it just was, I had it, it was hard for me to watch it, not because it was a bad movie. It was just uninteresting. Didn't introduce anything new to me and all that. So I'll say, I'll give it a one, uh, have no desire to watch it again. And, uh, there you go. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Sorry about well, damn. This. Uh, but I did replace it on the streaming will. So, uh, who did I replace it with? Let's see here. I, I had to replace, uh, uh, what's Madoogie as well, uh, King of Staten Island, because we didn't do that last time. So I replaced them um, for, uh, let's see, what do we got here? Or, yeah, I replaced uh, King of Staten Island with, and there was, I had it on there twice or anything. The streaming wheel got all fucked up. So let me read to you what we got now. On Netflix, we have Grandmaster, martial arts movie, Red Dot, I think that's uh, like thriller type movie, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Someone picked that. I picked Free Fire. I'd never heard this movie before, uh, but it's got a shit ton of people that you know and love in it, including Brie Larson. So, uh, oh. yeah. Oh. So there you go. No and love. Yeah. No <laughs> N O. Wow. Uh, frequently asked questions about time travel. Uh, King Arthur is still on uh, HBO Max, I think. Underwater, it's um, you know the... undersea. It's uh, Kristen Stewart undersea. Yeah, aliens. it came out right as theaters were shutting down. Yeah, yeah. Last year, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lie. Now we've moved on to Amazon Prime. The Lie. Seven Chinese Brothers and Saint Maud. That's who's all on the streaming. Will yeah. I feel like I put something on there. That, oh, I put King of Staten Island, which we all enjoyed. Which we all enjoyed, yeah. All right, so let's see who is going to win this time, shall we? God, I hope I don't win. You, I don't, also, you don't want to watch a new movie, uh, Alex? No, I'm not in the mood to 
I, I I prefer to pick things I actually want to watch. <laughs> well, this is, this is we're trying to open you know, experience. New, I something still new. think we should have a separate wheel for Alex, just for Alex, with '80s and '90s movies, so he gets the references. Wow, well, I don't I don't know if that'll help too much. All right, let's see what we got here. Shitty '80s and '90s uh, You'd be much better off, Alex. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. All right, you've. Uh, You've got something to be happy about. This is all Podmen. Oh, uh, that just made me happy. <laughs> Why? That does not make you happy, or it does make you happy? It, it does not. Well, <laughs> it means we have to watch whatever turn happens. Let's see. Let's see who what we're gonna watch here. One seven Chinese brothers. Nope. And it looks like it's going to be. Oh. Right, it's fine. King Arthur on HBO Max. This is the uh, retelling of the Arthurian legend by uh, uh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Guy Ritchie, Ritchie, thank you, yes. With Charlie Hoonan. Hoonan. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. That's the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Well, there you go. Was he the chronic masturbator? No. (laughs) He was the main star. But, But I heard this was like, it was dumb but good at the same time. It was like a it was like a good retelling of it. Yeah, it, it, like a, we if should you not. Were stupid, if you're an idiot, if you're an idiot, we should <laughs> not expect a Kevin good. Costner type movie here. It was dumb but good. It was a good retelling. If you're an idiot, <laughs> well, we if will all find out. IQ. We will all find out next week. At least it's action. So yeah, I mean, hey, again, that's the whole point is to uh, give us something to uh, to look at. What you looking at? All right, I, Brian, I see you added uh, something on here um, onto the What You Looking At segment here. PMR, let's mm-hmm. let's kick off with you. You said that uh, you watched a documentary. I've uh, I've never heard of this one. Tell us about it, Kid. Oh, 90. I have. This was called Kid Ninety, and uh, the reason I watched it, the the uh, synopsis was was what they reeled me in with was this was. Uh, the girl he played Punky Brewster, Soleil Moonfry. Soleil Moonfry. Yeah, she. <laughs> yeah, I just I love the way that Brian just feels like he's just so fed up with you. Just say the yeah, word. I mean, it's Soleil. Yeah, nah. Like, like Soleil is a everyday name, it's you know. Soleil Moonfry. Whatever. Yeah. Brian has anyway, no tolerance for your tomfoolery. Anyway, um, back in the 90s when she was well, in the 80s she was a star of Punky Brewster she was 7 years old she got the role of Punky Brewster's like and she played the role for about 4 or 5 years and so when the 90s she started being a teenager she started hanging around with all these young upcoming stars mm-hmm. you know from back then and she would have video cameras you know you didn't have video cameras access like we do today on your phone but she had a handheld video camera, and she'd take these little candid shots and do these diary writings, and she wrote everything in a diary and a journal. And when I saw the commercial to this, I thought it was going to be more about, like, the stars that she grew up with. Like, you know, they showed a picture of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Charlie Shane, Ryan Gosling, people (laughs) like that. So I thought you were going to get to see these people, you know, during that time. But what it really kind of turned out to be was it was basically her story. 
And, you know, you would only see those clips. Every clip that you saw in the commercial of these people I just mentioned, that was pretty much the only clip you would see of them. And then you'd hear about, you know, her struggles and trying to navigate being a teenager in Hollywood and, you know, when her star kind of fell a little bit, her trying to get a normal life going back again and, you know, all her friends that she grew up with in Hollywood, all the troubles that they were having and drugs and, you know, but what I took away from this was Doesn't two it things. go into, into River Phoenix at some point? Yeah, if it did, I don't remember that part. Okay. But I took I took away two things from this. One, she lost her virginity to Charlie Shane. She was 17 <laughs> years old. She was 17, and he was 29. Wait, who she really who took was, the important? Who was, really take the important things out of TV? Yeah, exactly. Well, he's well, missed I mean, a huge important thing. Yeah, unless he misses it now. How old was Couple he? Couple of huge important things. And hey, how, how, was, how old was he? Who was it? I'm sorry. He was 20, Charlie Sheen. Okay, all right. Charlie Sheen. Uh, he was 29. She was 17 or 18, but right. I'm pretty sure it was 17. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing is, is she left behind a lot of dead people. Like, wow. She, all her friends either died of drug overdoses or they killed themselves. I mean, it was like you'd see so a video of a womp them. Womp. Yeah, oh, you'd right. see a video. You'd yeah. see a video of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, and then they were like. Thank and then you. he committed suicide, or he had a drug overdose at age 25, you know. And, you know, I, and the saddest one, and I don't know if any, I know Alex wouldn't know who this is, but Jonathan <laughs> Brandis. Y'all, y'all remember Jonathan Brandis? Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> he was on Sequest. Uh, Sequest, yeah. Yeah. Well, a handsome young fella. They were like, you know, he was sweet on her, and like, they were like best friends, and, you know, he would say, you know, he'd leave like messages, you know, I'm in love with you and blah, blah, this. And, and, uh, and then he ended up taking his life. And, you know, she, so you had this sad segment of her going, you know, there was things that he was saying that I never really realized because I was just wrapped up in myself so much. So it's like, oh my God, did he kill himself because of Punky Brewster? I mean, but this was like, it was like five or six people that she knew that all fucking killed themselves. I mean, uh. Or, or died of a drug overdose. So it was a, it was kind of a depressing documentary. I mean, it really yeah, was. I, I, I would fucking think so. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Not uplifting whatsoever. Can you I, get six bodies be, like just trailing behind her. Yeah, I would, I would call it depressing to say the most. But, it was comedy. You know, yeah, it really was. But, but like I said, it reeled me in thinking, you know, one thing that I was going to get all these, uh, little inside stories and all these whole movies of these uh, actors and stuff. And it was just, and what you got was her losing her virginity to Charlie Sheen, six (laughs) dead people. (laughs) And a bunch of sadness on her growing up. And here's, here's the, the, the thing you didn't get apparently, which is probably the most interesting thing of all. Yeah. PMR doesn't pick up on the interesting things. (laughs) Well, he would have picked up on this. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if they, if they blushed this topic at all, he would have picked up on it. So, we talked no. about you talked about uh, Punky Brewster getting canceled. Do you know why Bruce, Punky Brewster got canceled? Because her boobs got too big. Yeah, she killed six people. No, nope. no, actually, they did a segment on that. That was like at the beginning of the documentary. Like the first thirty minutes, they talk about her breast reduction and like how she got it done at like age fifteen or sixteen because her boobs had gotten so big. It was so what? So- 
so the it, it, this is how bad it got. They they canceled the show and then did a cartoon show because nobody she was developing so quickly. The the condition is called gigantomastia, which what? literally means giant breasts. Like that's the <laughs> the Latin. Yeah. I have, so, I've never been so uncomfortable on this podcast. Big old bitties. That's what I call them. <laughs> old Nothing like three three grown adult men talking about a boob yeah. like problem. It's just a interesting. It's just interesting, it's, Alex. It's, just, it's science. It's just was, science, man. <laughs> if at 15 years old, she was five foot one inches tall, and her breasts were 38 double Ds. She got, the she got the breast reduction. She got the breast reduction. She's just said this in the past couple of days. She got the best. <laughs> one of the reasons she got the breast reduction is because people started, bullies started calling her Punky Boobster. Of course. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did want to, you know, put this on my story and, you know, <laughs> market the podcast. But, you know what? I don't even get it now. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe next episode. Alex. I think I'm going to detach myself from. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it, I don't that's, blame you. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's in that's People Magazine. That's, if, if People Magazine can well, talk no. about it, the pod man can. Yeah, yeah sorry, absolutely. Back, you, Alex. back in the day, in the documentary, it shows, it shows her going to the hospital. It shows, I mean, she's filming this. She, She's filming waking up and talking about it and talking to her dad. Her dad went with her. I mean, it was, and then it, then it showed the People magazine you're talking about, uh, Brian, you know, the cover about how she came out and talked about it back then and she went on talk shows and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it, she I mean, going Dr. Oz. <laughs> no, Dr. Oz wasn't around back then, but, but, uh, no, I mean, she was. She was actually just, it was an interesting documentary. It just wasn't exactly like, you know, her life was not as interesting as you would think. <laughs> as you thought. It was interesting that she would, she knows these people and it was kind of sad that these people were dying all around her and she was trying to grow up during this time. But, you know, she kind of, I don't know, it, it, it was kind of sad. But. All right. And where did you watch <laughs> this sad documentary? Uh, uh, Hulu is on the uh, Hulu. Hulu. All right, very good. Watch this sad ass documentary. <laughs> I mean, old punky, good old punky. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I've you never felt it. so discouraged it's, to watch anything that. that I, I'm more discouraged to watch this than the thing Brad just gave a one. <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. She turned out to be a hot hot lady back then. Yeah. Okay. She, I mean, she's, she's I, mean I don't reference that. you being my dad often, but this <laughs> no, is the moment I'm where I'm going to be dad. I mean, A cops, but I mean, eh, yeah. She'd look better if she had bigger boobs, I'll be honest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, and, Alex talked about how sad it is. Think about this. The movie starts with a breast reduction and only gets sadder from there. Yeah, it only gets worse from there. God. All and right. this podcast started off pretty PC and just got more sex from there. All right, well, let's, let's go into some happy news here. I've got some happy stuff for you. I'm not sure... <laughs> If, uh, I feel like we should cut that whole last thing. Hey, we probably should, but you know me. I'm a lazy editor. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, what? Punky can talk about it. We can talk about it, too. She we have 15 minutes. A, three, a woman talking about her body and three 50-year-old men talking about her body. <laughs> I ain't, hey, I'm not 50. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Brian's still a youngster by all yeah. intents and purposes. All right, so I started watching... 
stuff on Tubi. Has anybody watched I'm stuff sorry. on Tubi yet? I'm sorry. I've, I've, yeah, I've been on Tubi before. You've been on Tubi before? I've been on Tubi. It's a gold I mine. I Tubi. Do you? It is a gold mine. It is yeah, a gold mine of things. I've, yeah. I've watched stuff on uh, Samsung TV and uh, uh, Pluto I mean, TV. Those Curly type. Striptease is on. What's that? Striptease with Demi, Demi Moore. Striptease no, well, there you go. Well, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is on. Why is, why is everything about <laughs> sexy women now in this podcast? Because this is no, the show. We've and gone into the Podman uh, After Dark uh, portion of it. After Dark. dark. Uh, no, Pod, so I, I was... Podman Nights. <laughs> Podman Nights. I was aware of Tubi. I never really turned it on. Uh, but I did, and I couldn't turn it off. I just let the content flow. So uh, Buck Rogers, uh, Space 1999, the old Batman cartoons, including like the Batman Adventures with Batmite acting as comic relief there. Really? Uh, I, I didn't know all that was They on have a shit ton of stuff on there, as well as you know horribly bad movies that would never get distribution anywhere else and, yeah, and other it- things. It's the television stuff that's that's really yes. what you're there for. Yeah, totally. It, the Dukes of Hazard yeah. movie is on there. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the original GI Joe yeah. Real American Hero series, Transformers, all the He He Man that we talked about. It's all on there. Transformers is all on there. Yeah, so I was I was pleasantly surprised. Again, I've. Uh, We'll turn on Pluto and, and stuff like that and find a channel like MST3K and the, you know, those are on there, the Shout Factory Asylum movies and stuff like that. And there's some god awful movies. But like Brian said, the, the TV shows, they have all kinds of you know, old black and white TV shows like Father Knows Best and, and, you know, those type things that you're like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And you watch it for five minutes, like, okay, I gotta find something else. But still, the fact that they have it on there, uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty nice. So, uh, that was It's almost like an watching. archive, like a repository <laughs> or an archive. Of- they, they've got, I'm look, currently looking at it, they got Kevin Can Wait. Yeah, they had some newer so, stuff. Yeah, they've got Family Affair, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, this is—I didn't know they had all these TV shows, man. Well, there you go. Thanks to the Podmen, now you do. I do. Thank you, Podmen. Pod they, they got Petticoat Junction. No, yeah, but they got Doctor Ken. If anybody remembers that turd of a show uh. with Kid Young. <laughs> yeah. Nope. That was a short-lived one. They got uh, the Greatest American Hero too. Of so there you go. Folks. Believe it or not. Yeah, I'm walking on there. Uh, the other thing that I did end up watching a little bit, was it on that? Or there were two things I watched off of it. I didn't get all the way through it, but I did watch the, uh, it was, uh, the making of Batman Dead End. If you remember that from a while back where it was a fan-made film, high quality fan-made film of Batman versus Predator. That oh, yeah, with I do, anybody? Now, yeah, I do remember it. Yeah. yeah. And it had like, you know, the most realistic Batman costume ever before the bat flick one came out uh and it was fantastic so it was about this guy the director i forgot somebody she in or somebody uh it was kind Bri- of his- brian i'm sorry to interrupt you brian but brian they do have petticoat junction yes hot damn yes oh I, yeah i saw that yeah um is uncle joe still moving pretty slow yeah by the junction there you go alex you gotta watch all of those uh, no, <laughs> but uh, it was about this director's kind of rise and fall that he made this fan film and everybody loved it. And he got cocky and turned down real scripts and stuff like that and kind of uh, and doing much nowadays. Uh, but it was a good documentary on that. 
Um, and then I watched a, a, that episode of Buck Rogers shit. I forgot to write down the name of it, but it was a two parter, uh, from season one where, uh, he, Buck just got, had to go in with this league of assassins characters. And we had the fat guy who was the telepath and the guy that wore the face mask that was deformed, that could walk through walls. It was like every archetype. And then, uh, Frank Gorshin played the, the main you know, kingpin villain and everything. Ring a bell with anybody? Nobody. Uh, well, no. I remember that no. too, Bart Buck the, Rogers. The one episode that I have seared into my brain is the one with the space pirates. And they had the mental powers and they started undressing Wilma. <laughs> Maybe why. That may be part two on this. I don't know. Oh, speaking of, and I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Brian, in a little bit. Speaking of Wilma and Aaron Gray, uh, for some reason, I uh, was flipping around HBO Max, just put something on to relax into, right, at the end of the day. Uh, so I put on, uh, I think it was Jason, Friday the 13th, Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell. Erin Gray's in that. She plays the uh, waitress in it, and she is Aww. more than a bit role. She's not the starring role, but, uh, yeah, she's in it. And I was like, wow. I I'm, was happy that she was actually uh, still in movies, even though that's probably a good you know, 30 years Late old 90s. or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, that's going to be, no, it's probably. Like, it, it was in the early 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah. It was it's in probably the, early 90s. Because the one after that, of course, Jason X was my favorite one, Jason 10. But right after that, Jason Goes to Hell ends with the cliffhanger of Freddy's hand coming up out of the underground. So I think Jason versus Freddy was right after that. Uh, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised to see Aaron Gray working in the nineties. I'm like, wow. Other other than comic book conventions, I didn't think she did anything. So that was well, good. man. Bless her heart. She was like a crazy cat woman. So yeah. <laughs> on that on that note, I uh, I wasn't going to do a review of this, but I watched uh, Lizzie's story or Liz, uh, Lisey's story on uh, Apple Plus, which is the new Stephen King. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Series. Yep. With Julianne Moore and Clive Owen. Yep. But uh, there's a part where it shows their wedding, and guess who played her father? Another, I can't believe, still is still working actor. Who? Pete, Peter Scolari. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, who the hell is that? Because it's like her dad, and he gets up, and he, and he gives a uh, like the, the, the speech, right? Uh, you know, right. for their dance. And he's, you know, he's drunk, and I'm like, who is who is and I had to stop and like IMDB it and I was like I was like is that Peter Scolari and sure as shit it was well to was the it? point where it didn't even show up really you had to really scroll down in IMDB to find it <laughs> yeah really on for him Peter Scolari is still getting work in 2021 was it well, him hey, or was it what? Rick Moranis that kind of dropped out or am I thinking of somebody else that completely no, dropped Rick out? Moranis okay okay yeah Rick Moranis all right but you know and, what we talked we talked about Peter Scolari a few weeks ago because is it I Scolari or Scolari Scolari okay. because back in the day when Bosom Buddies it was him and Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies well right after Bosom Buddies ended Peter Scolari went on Newhart and had a big you know, roll on Newhart. And at the time, Tom Hanks really wasn't doing anything. So I always thought, oh, poor Tom Hanks. He's yep. like, he's not as popular as Peter Scolari. Uh, well, look what happened. All right. We got five minutes here uh, <laughs> to, to talk about Sweet Tooth. Brian, hey, uh, you, you watch ooh. Sweet Tooth. Yeah, that's probably all I need. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 
it's better than the comic. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, because they've changed, like, like to you, what you said, uh, Brad. They've changed the, uh, the framing and the pacing of the show to where it's not just about Gus, who his nickname Sweet Tooth. Um, it kind of hops around the universe and introduces you to other facets of the universe. Now, obviously, his story is the most is, is the one that it spends most of the time on, but it does. It kind of diverges and shows you this other character and what happened with her, with her after the, uh, the, the illness, the virus hit. And then it, so it's, it's almost kind of treating it like there's a little bit of like a vignette piece to it. And then it gets back into the story again. Hmm. But, uh, it's very, uh, I mean, it's very, it's the quality is film quality. I mean, it's, it's, they didn't cut corners on this. Um, it's pretty good. They'll cancel it. But it's going to get canceled. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it, I was what's to a, What's the audience here? Is it geared, I, you know, obviously it has a young actor in it, but is it geared for kids or is it adults or is it just sci-fi? It's, and, it's geared for kids. It so is, in okay. the comic, the first or the second story arc revolves around like this guy who's got women trapped and he's using them as prostitutes in this house right Mm -hmm. uh the second episode of this they stumble upon a family of three that's living in a a a lodge in yosemite park and it's and they have dinner together so (laughs) okay uh, okay so the tv show is tv 14 the book is mature um but it's it's probably best that it is because this is gonna if this show gets a second season, and again, I said it, it's good. I enjoy it. Uh, if it gets canceled, I'm not going to be heartbroken, but it's good. It's good enough. The, who the really, the market should be, you know, uh, tween girls. Oh, okay. Tween girls, like, uh, that's, would be like, this is, I'm drawing Sweet Tooth in the margin of my notebook. Like, it should be. <laughs> So, uh, cool. yeah, yeah, it's good. But here's the thing. The production value of it's great. You can tell, and it's Warner Brothers. It's not a Netflix production. It's a Warner Brothers production that Netflix bought. So Warner Brothers really swung for the fences. You know, kudos, kudos to them. But, Is but, it kudos uh, or kudos? Sorry. Kudos. Kudos <laughs> yeah. to them. But uh, I, I don't think we're getting a season two of it either. No. So. All right. And did they release all episodes at once? Yeah. yeah just, but you, you've just watched one episode? or I watched the, watched the first two. Oh, okay. All right. But will you continue it? Yeah, I'll probably continue it. All right. Hey. All right. All right. Yeah, I, can. I I would give it a four. I'd give it a four. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll but watch But I still it. think it's getting canceled. So. <laughs> well, it's Netflix. They love to cancel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah we, well, did we talk about Jupiter's... Uh, Legacy game canceled? Last week. Yep. Yeah. You were you well, were you here last week? All right. Well, as we, we need to wrap things up here, guys, in the next two minutes here. Um Alex, any any uh any upcoming movies that you got uh on your plate? Anything that you want to be looking at for next week other than um In the Heights. <laughs> yeah, in the Heights. There you go. Yeah. In, Have you watched that Heights. already? In the Heights is my favorite musical of all time. Wow. Uh, I'm oh waiting to watch it with my mother this weekend. Um, Wait. Oh, you're saying it's your favorite musical of all time, but you haven't seen it yet? 
I've seen I've seen it live. Like I've actually seen the show, but I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, but yeah, uh, of course, I'm super excited for that. That that's already out on HBO Max, I think. Um, the Conjuring Three is out. I saw that. That was pretty good. Is it is it true um, that In the Heights is just a poor man's rent? Yes, no, no, very no, true. No, Heights In the Heights in is the bar way goes. better. And and the heights is way better than rent. Um, is it true that it's just a poor man's stomp, Alex? Uh, no, no. And the heights <laughs> is also better than stomp. <laughs> better than cats? Ah, uh, yes, yes, wow. much much better than cats. Uh, and the heights is is fantastic. Better than spam a lot? Definitely better than spam a lot. I I what? actually hate I hate spam a lot. So wow, it's not All better right. than grease. So, um, I, I do. I do highly recommend y'all watching the Heights for next week. Um, it's better really, than really Annie. <laughs> yeah, fuck Annie. God, I hate Annie. Um, I, I, just uh, do me a favor and watch it. Um, you you won't be disappointed. Um, it's just a really heartwarming show story. Everything. I, guess I feel like I. Serves. I feel like I should tell you. I don't know your shit. Yeah, I don't know you shit. I don't know you shit. But I will say, if um, I watch it, it won't be because of you, Alex. It will will be under duress. Just it will be under duress. I'm I'm like a month late uh, in saying all this, but I I am currently on my second watch through Invincible. Um, Okay, five out of five. It's great show. Uh, Perfect cast. Everything. It's awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, watching the heist. Give it, give it, give it the, give it the love it deserves. Well, I, 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 I will say this: on the stream wheel. So if you ever get food, you put on the heist on the stream wheel. So there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll force you to watch it if, <laughs> if you, uh, if you after a King Arthur. I will say that I, I saw in the heights live, um, and I don't remember falling asleep. So there you go. Hey, it's, it's a really good show. I, it is. I saw really years. That's a long time the Brad ago. Grant equivalent of Kevin Smith crying. <laughs> Pretty much. Me not falling asleep, <laughs> especially in a fucking musical. Yeah. It's a long musical, too. I mean, it's not, it's not a short thing. Yeah. But I, the, the movie is, again, sitting at 96% Rotten Tomatoes. I mean. That means nothing, Alex. Rotten Tomatoes means nothing. Yeah, but it's probably going to be an awards contender. So just watch it. Have hey. a good time. Modoc has got a 92, Alex. Oh, well, it must have dropped after it released this podcast. <laughs> after this but podcast. It did, it, it, it did sit in a 96 after uh, First Critic's um, early reactions. So, okay, well. you know. I, and I, I will say this excited. quickly. I watched MODOK the first two episodes. Oh, and it, yeah. <laughs> and and it is shit. It is shit. Yeah. Wow. Yes. All right. Yes. There you go. Well, you hear it. You I heard it here. Three episodes of that just to prove you wrong, Brian. It's and pretty bad. It's pretty damn bad. <laughs> so bad. Uh, to be fired over that. I, I suffered through that shit. Thank you for joining the cause. Well, you know, it's Seth Green. It's like one of the producers. Well, yeah, well, stoned the whole time he did it. We've so. seen how Family Guy's turned out, so that's no surprise. That's not he's Family Guy. He's Family Guy. He does robot chicken. Yeah. yeah, but this, this, he has to have written some Family Guy. I'm like, sure he no. has. You think it's yeah. Seth MacFarlane. 
No, but I'm sure Seth Green's on Family Guy. I'm sure yeah, he's, he's written. He doesn't so. play the yeah, song. Yeah, he's Chris. Yeah, he's Chris. Yeah, I'm he's sure he's written. Let's. I'll look it up and I'll send All it right. in the chat. Save I'm it. Sure Seth Green save has it. Written. Save it, Alex. Save it. Not now. Yeah, Don't start I, a fight now. I, I get it. I get it. Brad All wants right. to go to. We will find out. <laughs> we'll find out if Seth Green has ever written an episode of Family Guy. But until next time, Alex. We'll save it for the podcast.